a second time as this, and we are so grateful, amen, to present to some and introduce to others, none other than Chaplain Tiffany Daniels will be preaching for us on this morning. Thank God. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Let me just check to see if we have anybody on the line, any visitors that we need to address or greet. Good morning. Do we have anyone on the conference line? Good morning, Sister K. How are you? I am blessed as well. Thank you so very, very much. All righty. Thank you for joining us this morning. As Pastor already said, he's muted himself, but we will definitely greet you. <laughs> Everybody will definitely say hello to you as always. So hold on, and I'm going to um, go uh, take the speaker off. Did anyone have any else? Do we have any other visitors with us? Yes, ma'am. Is that someone trying to say something? Oh, this is Mr. Joy. Okay, okay, Sister Joyce, so used to see you on the video, you're on the landline today, that's that's all right, because God still made a way, amen, while we have sisters, um, oh goodness, Sister Christine, Minister Christine on the road, thank you so much for chiming in, did Sister Ira uh, wish to, you're, you're muted, Pastor. I just say, amen, Sister Ira, come on in and join us. Yeah. <laughs> that was a beautiful picture there we saw. Why'd you take that down? <laughs> All right. <laughs> bless us with your smile or bless us with a word to, uh, to the saints before we move on. All right. Well, if not, let me. Just say, Father, I thank you once more, as always, an opportunity to bring your word. Father, I pray that although this lesson may be written down, I pray that you have your way, have your way, Lord. So decrease, Tiffany, increase, Holy Spirit, and allow me to move Amen. forward in the manner and in the order to which you will have me to move forward. Father, I ask that you also guard the gates, guard my six, put up the walls, as I unpack this message that you have given me, and as we move forward from the north, the east, the south, the west, the front and the back, Father, please God, every member that's under the sound of my voice and those that will be listening later, because Father, this is a word from you, and I pray that it resonates with all. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Amen. I'll pray. All right, so my lesson for today, the title is Signs of the Third Temple or Mark of the Beast. So I've been yeah. I've been tossing and turning, family. I've been tossing and turning. As you all know, uh, not so much worry, but as you all know, the things that we're going through today or the things that we're dealing with that we've been dealing with. Um, I think everybody is getting a little antsy now, you know, we're, we're just tired of this, you know, and, and now more, more churches, as they keep saying, where are the churches, where are the churches, you know, the churches are speaking out, the people 
within the church or with the, the people that have the church in them, let me correct that, right? That are no longer allowed in the buildings. They are at work. But those are things that the media does not show us, you know, but they've been working diligently. So when people on the media keep saying, oh, the buildings are locked, they're out there ministering every day because I know within yeah. my church family, you all are talking to people every day. You all are feeding yeah. people every day. You all are sowing seed into people every day. And I yeah. almost everywhere I go and I talk to other churches, they're doing the same. It's just that yeah. for some reason, they want us to keep focusing on with a tunnel vision, focusing on things to get us worried, to keep us depressed, mm -hmm. to keep us in all the strongholds that are not of our Father. So we oh, have yeah. to continue to press forward. We have to continue to fellowship together, to lift one another up, because you cannot do it alone. If you say, I know I got God in me and I'm all right, no, you cannot do it alone, because before you oh, know it, that enemy will creep in on you and start playing tricks in your head, on your in your mind, and the next thing you know, before you know it, you're doing things that you did not do before, whether it be your thoughts, whether it be the food you eat, physical food, whether it be the company you keep, whether it be the yeah. things you watch on that tube called the television, things will start to creep in and will start switching yeah. your mind back. So we have to stay focused. Put up the, those, you know, like the horses have those, those things on their eyes, you know, so that you can stay focused on the word. But fellowship is so important because that's when you can't see yourself all the time, right? But other people can. So when they see you and they drop a word in your ear to say, sister or brother, are you okay? Is there anything I can pray for you about today? When we come on the prayer line and we always say, are there any prayer requests? Something that may seem minute to me may be something that is gigantic to someone else. You know, so don't feel like, oh, everything is okay. I don't have anything to pray about. Put it out there because you never know how it may impact someone else. You never know Amen. when a word that you are bringing or saying is saving a life, okay? Amen. It's saving a life. It's impacting someone else. So I want everybody to turn with me to the book of Isaiah, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV version translation. But in the book of Isaiah, we're going to go to chapter 45. In chapter 45, I'm going to be reading through verse 1 through 5. And remember, my title is Signs of the Third Temple or Mark of the Beast. I don't know if you all have been studying within Isaiah lately, but from the NIV version, it reads, This is what the Lord says to his anointed. To Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him 
and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will guide, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name for the sake of Jacob, my servant of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow upon you a title of armor, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me. So we've asked ourselves time and time again, does God hear the prayers of a sinner? Does God care about or work wonders and miracles through those do, that do not know him? Well, I'm here to share with you as it is written that he can send someone into your life that does not know him bearing a gift for you. He can send someone into this nation as a ruler that does not know him. He can send businesses and organizations to gift you, to lift you up, to give you treasures, to break down doors, to break through barriers that have nothing to do with him. And you may look at it and say, I cannot receive that from you because it is not of the Lord. How many times have we said when a drug dealer may come into the church and give an offering and we may say, we can't take that money because that's dirty money. But yet, the Bible just said, I will give you hidden tre treasures, riches stored in secret places. He will cut through iron gates and do all these things to use a person that does not know him for the benefit of what? So I have to say, we have to stop as Christians having our nose up, turning our nose up at people that don't look or talk like us. Because one, we never know when we may have the opportunity to change their life, to sow a seed into their life. But when they have been called or named to sow a seed into us, we have to, again, put the blinders on, look at the word, and guard ourselves from being so snooty to say, no, I, I can't take that from you. I don't know you, or you don't know the Lord. I can't have any dealings with you. Because it has been written. Now, I know there's been a whole lot of sayings going on and prophecies that the number 45, where God is speaking to King Cyrus resembles I number 45 
sitting in that White House. I know that there's been a lot of things uncanny that he has done, that he has said in that White House that we have said, that man is things I can't say, right? Not being recorded anyway, okay? About our leader. <laughs> or about when I was in a position to say my commander in chief. There's been plenty of times that I've been under leadership but did not agree with the way in which they led or even the things that they told us to do. However, in the position that I held, I had to learn to respect the position. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I did not go along with the person that was in the position. So we have to learn, or we have to learn, to look beyond what we can see right in front of our face. We have to learn to look at our, I know that I just taught the last time to stay in the present because the present is a gift, right? So when we start looking beyond that and start thinking about all the things that in the past this person did, or in the future, it don't look so great. We have stepped out of what? We stepped out of our boundaries because we are to stay in the present. So even though they may say, oh, but he held the Bible upside down. He put his hands on it though, didn't he? Hello. I don't know why he may have held it upside down, but let's say he has a prayer team that prays for him. Let's say he touched the Bible. That could be a start. Let's say maybe in his quiet time, he may have even decided to say, let let me look at this. But do you know him holding that Bible upside down has also been prophesied? All right now. So. Come on. Come on now. Amen. We have to learn to take our eyes off of what we see in front of us to look at what the scriptures have told us ought to be fulfilled. And in doing so, you look at that person when you see them not measuring up to what you would want them to be measured up to. Look at them in the position to which you know the gospel is being fulfilled. Where are they to be? Look at them that way. So if you say, okay, we need him to be a mighty ruler while he's in that house, then you look at him as a mighty ruler and pray for the things that you need to be fulfilled through him. Not talking about all the things he's not doing and the things he can't do because he's in the position that we have to respect. And this not, let me move on because this is not all about 45. Because King Cyrus was given a decree to rebuild Jerusalem, right? Amen. For the sake of Jacob and God's people. So now go with me to Revelation 11. And it's still in the NIV that I'll be reading from.
Revelation 11, 1 and 2. I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar with its worshipers, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles, which are who? Gentiles. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months. Yeah, that's the word. So I ask you, can God use those that do not know him? Hmm. How many have sat in that position and put out legislation to stop abortion that claim they knew him? To stop the destruction of the relationship between the United States and Israel that claim they knew him? that stopped the marginalization of Christians from the White House that claimed they knew him. Did you know that the presidential team has chaplains? The presidential team has people to pray for the president 24-7? The marginalization of the Christians in the White House. How many that claim they knew him, but yet, shut that team down, defunded that team. How many that claim to have been Christians recognized Jerusalem as the capital? And lastly, how does this impact the agreement between Israel and the Palestinians? How many that have been in leadership positions for this country have actually done and put these things in place? Again, I say, is this the sign of the third temple or the mark of the beast? Are these moves strategic, but strategic for whom? How much truth is in the prophecy when it said when the second temple is built that they that will be the real signs of the coming times. You see, I've been hearing since I can remember as a child, we're in the last days. And I'm <clears throat> over 50 years old now, right? But I've been hearing since a child, you better get ready. Sometimes it's even been used as what I would even call a threat for those of us that are not believers to just hold over our heads and say, you better do this or you better do that. You better live right. You better do this because we're in the last days. And we've been told that, as I just said, for over 50 years, right? But I want to ask you how much truth is really in the prophecy when it says, the second temple is built that will be the real sign of the coming times. And has the clarion call been sent out? Where are the evangelists? And the the prophetic, those that prophesize, where are they right now? As we're going 
going to be when Jesus returns. What are we hearing? Which way are we going? Who are we following? Or are we all being scattered abroad because they say we have no direction? Because they say we've lost our courage? Because they say we've been beat down? We've been, you know, just torn apart, dismantled. The church cannot stand on its own two feet. Where are we? Where are we? Everybody keeps looking for a leader like Martin Luther King. That may not happen again in one person. So how do we assemble ourselves, the church, Christians, faith-based, how do we assemble ourselves to keep ourselves together and focused when the times come, even though now it's the pandemic, there's going to be times coming, as in Iran, that they have Christians and they can't even read or come together as they want to. Do you know that Iranians have Christians? They have thousands of Christians in Iran, a Muslim nation. And if they stand out and preach, they are arrested. In China, it's the same thing. These people go out and push and know that they can stand the chance of being arrested. But yet we, Christians, oh no, I'm not going to say nothing to them because they might get upset. Oh, I'm not going to say anything to them because I don't know how they might feel. Oh, no, I'm not going to say anything to them because I don't know how they're going to take it. But yet, people come to the United States every day. For what? They risk their lives to get here every day. Because we are the what? Help me, church. We are the land of the what? The free. So they come every day. before you long. Go with me now to 2 Thessalonians. And I'll be reading this time from the Message Bible. The Message Translation, I should say. Second Thessalonians 2. words carefully slow down and don't go jumping to conclusions regarding the day when our master Jesus Christ will come back and we assemble to welcome him don't let anyone shake you up or get you excited over some breathless report or rumored letter from me that the day 
of the master's arrival has come and gone. Don't fall for any line like that at all. Before that day comes, a couple of things have to happen. First, the apostasy. Second, the debut of the Antichrist comes. The anarchist, oh my goodness, I had the word. Okay, Lord, help me. The anarchist. I keep wanting to put Christ in that word for some reason. <laughs> the anarchist. A real dog of Satan. That's what that word says from the Message Bible. The debut of the anarchist. A real dog of Satan. He'll defy and then take over every so-called God or altar. Having cleared away the opposition, he'll then set himself up in God's temple as God Almighty. Don't you remember me going over all this in detail? When I was with you, are your memories that short? So I tell you, when we are being told, oh, you better hurry up, you don't have time, or this and that, because this is happening and that's happening, there's some things we're going to have to go through, family, before we even get to this day. There's some things we're going through right now. But it's still some things that we have to go through. So don't get scared, don't be fearful, don't, until you start seeing some of these things. But do not, again, don't allow fear because fear is a sin. Fear is a stronghold. And when you see your sister and brother, including me, operating in fear, call me out. Okay, that's why we have to stay connected. Amen. God will provide for us. Remember, Jesus fed thousands before the disciples because they didn't get it the first time. They had been with him all that time. He didn't need to go up there and, and feed all of those people. Be, you know, just for him to keep them all day and camp out all day and for him to give the word? No. Right. He did it to show them because they did not get it. Time after time after time after time after they saw him doing all the miracles that he did. They were still in, just like me, I'll use me as an example, they were still in the show me state. Even after all that, they were still in the show me state. I'm not going to believe it until I can put my finger on it. Even after they saw it, after all those times. (laughs) So excuse me. I'm going to go to Mark, if you would. Mark 8. 
eight through nine. And I'm close. I'm closing soon. I'm closing soon. And you're all familiar with this one. I'm reading out of the NIV. It says, the people ate and were satisfied. Mm. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Do you know what we say when we have leftovers? That, that, still, that means something. That means it wasn't just the bare bones, right? What, what do we call leftovers? That means a meal that you have left and you still have plenty to eat from, right? So he took that, that young man's lunch, right? That, that one little boy's lunch. And when they went back to gather up, taking away from all, all the bones, the trash, because we don't call leftovers trash. As a matter of fact, leftovers are normally more tasty than the meal itself. Because it's had a chance to marinate in the seasoning, right? And then it's more delectable to us the next day. And we can eat off of it and still be full. So it says yeah. that they picked up baskets, seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present after he has sent them away. One little boy's lunch, he fed them and still had leftovers. So churches do not, do not be dismayed, feeling that all your work has been done in vain. Do not be dismayed because we cannot get into a building that will only hold so many. Do not be dismayed and thinking, but we did this and we used to do that and we had this going because new to new day coming, new things are coming. This has come to pass as it was prophesied and must be fulfilled. Now gird your lawns and prepare, excuse me, Prepare to dig in deep because I just share with you what's to come. Are we prepared? Who will we know to trust? Who will we know to listen to until we get it here and until we get it here? If I had to stand alone and could not get in touch with my pastor, how long could I stand on the word with just Tiffany? Like, if I couldn't look towards my pastor to feed me every Sunday, how long could Tiffany stand alone? So I'm telling you, dig in deep. Dig into your word. Look further than your word. Study those words within your word. If you have the opportunity, study it in Hebrew. Study it in, uh, in your concordance. Study your word. Pull out the dictionary and understand those words that you are reading so that it is embedded in your heart so that the day that you find yourself standing alone and you have to fight off that dog, that opposition that they say the devil will come dressed in or that anarchist that they say will be deceiving us, what will you hear and what will you believe if you do not know? The word to stand on your own. You see, I may not be able to those days and get in touch with 
Amen. Just like with 9-11, our phones weren't working. I couldn't even get in touch with my husband and my kids. So what will our children know? What are we teaching them? Will they be able to stand in their classrooms the way these classrooms are operating nowadays and tell the other children that it's going to be okay? If I have to go back into my job building, will I be able to tell my co-workers, get on your knees and pray? Wake up. Wake up. The spirit of the anarchy has been released, and it is a stronghold. Remember that. A stronghold, and it comes in many shapes and forms and passages. They know the scriptures better than we do. Remember, Satan was an angel, a beautiful angel. Yeah. He could roar just as well as my favorite defense angel, my archangel Michael, Miguel, whoever, any of the angels. He could roar just as well as they could. He had been given a gift. Yes. Something within him, a stronghold called pride, decided that he wanted to be the one and only. And then he waged war against our heavenly angels. And he took, just like in war, half the fleet with him because they believed in him. Do not be duped. Wake up. Remember, just as in the New Testament, when the crowd had turned on Jesus. Remember when he was standing trial, how many of his followers were in there and they, not, they didn't say a word? Remember, one of them said, he told them, before the cock crows three times, you will have denied me. How many of them, when, when, the, when the king took them out there and they said, isn't this your leader? Which one do you want? The robber or your king? And they chose who? After all the miracles they had watched him do. Even if they hadn't seen the miracles that they watched him do. He has still done no wrong to them, but they chose the robber. So again, if they chose the robber over him, what do you think they'll do to us? All right now. And they haven't heard say a word. So again, as they chose him and started yelling, turn over, turn, they turned on Jesus and started yelling, crucify him. I will mm -hmm. remind you, all of them weren't yelling, crucify him. There were some in the crowd just like you and I. But what were we thinking? Because they didn't say a word. Don't you, do you sometimes think as they were yelling, crucify, if we had started yelling, the saints, the believers had started yelling, save him, save him. What do you think might have happened? Would our voices have overturned the crowd? Or would the crowd have turned around and crucified us too? But yet, when I ask you, can you stand up? Are you ready for that? Are you prepared to be crucified because of your beliefs?
be watchful. Everyone will not be forced to take the vaccine, nor will we be forced to take the mark of the beast. But the day you turn it down, you be watchful. Because you will be marked. It won't be a physical mark, but you will be marked. So be prepared. Wake up. Be prepared to stand for what you know and what you trust and believe in. All right, last scripture time with me back to Revelations 13. And I'm going back to the message translation. And you know I can't be before you long because my throat won't let me. Oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Jesus, help me. <clears throat> Revelation 13, 13 through 17. Back to these beasts, this beast, so we know what we're looking for, we'll know. The second beast worked magical signs, dazzling people by making fire come down from heaven. Mm -hmm. It used the magic it got from the beast to dupe earth dwellers. I'll repeat mm -hmm. that, to dupe earth dwellers. So to trick okay. us. That's sorcery. But because we saw it coming as though it was looking like it was coming from heaven, okay? Mm. Getting them to make an image of the beast that received the death blow and lived. So again, uh -huh. making it look like a resurrection. Yeah. Because it received the death blow and lived. Mm -hmm. It was able to and to animate the image of the beast so that it talked and then arranged that anyone not worshiping the beast would be killed. Yeah, that's what it says. I repeat to you, if you're not taking the vaccine, be watchful. If you're not mm -hmm. taking the mark of the beast, be watchful because you will become a target according yes. to the word not tiffany according to the word let me continue that anyone not worshiping the beast will be killed it forced all people small and great rich and poor mm -hmm. free and slave to have a mark on the right hand or forehead without the mark the name of the beast or the number of its name, it was impossible to buy or sell anything. How are you going to take care of yourselves? How are you going to get through the gate? How are you going to check out at the register? Word of caution today. Money transactions are becoming few, scarce. Yeah, sure enough. Coins are scarce. A lot of stores don't even have change. I mean, nickels, quarters, dimes. They don't have change to give you back. Online banking, buying, even tithing online is becoming the thing to do. 
Right. And this pandemic is over. So many businesses will have been closed. So many businesses will now have computers and robots operating in our positions. They will not be making even dollar transactions with us for much longer. But I do warn, save your money as the almighty dollar just might be on the verge of collapse. So they're telling us now, but not if, again, going back to number 45, if number 45 has his way, and if he truly has been chosen in comparison to Cyrus that saved Israel, remember 45 is taking no paycheck. 45 loves the American dollar. 45 loves the economy. 45 has put his neck on the line to save the American dollar and the economy. For that will be his assignment as he was called by name to reestablish America to make her great again. You see, take your eyes off of this racism stuff as they keep trying to get us off focus talking about make America great again. Back to when? Slavery? No. Take your eyes off this stuff about, oh, well, he's racist and he allowed this and he allowed that. Again, take your eyes off of that. Look at the word. It has nothing to do with the smoke screams of racism at hand, but to save Amen. those that God has promised would be spared. We all know America is America the great. And right now, America is not doing so great. Amen. So get your ears and your hearts in order because it won't be long. And it is my prayer as I close out that this message awakens every spirit man and woman. Now is not the time to be sleeping. Amen. We have a mighty work to do. Spread the gospel near and far outside of the walls. Hmm. Pastor, that is my closing remark and my prayer. And I'll pass it back over to you. Thank you, family. Amen. Praise Amen. God for that, that word. Amen. Timely. I heard that word Anacrease earlier this morning. Amen. And I'm so grateful for the message. Amen. I know, amen, that the time which we're living in, amen, and these are perilous times. These are critical times. The, uh, even uh, she said so many powerful things, but I, I read something today. Someone sent a clip. It says, in order for a pastor to fulfill the Lord's command to feed God's flock, the sheep must show up during feeding time. Amen. And and I take that and then I look at it as you took us to a scripture, uh, chapter Daniels, over in the book of Thessalonians, uh, and uh, just two scriptures I want to just focus in on. In the second chapter, the third verse, the second Thessalonians. 
It said, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of prediction. We see now there is a great falling away. Amen. And they didn't just leave the church building. They left God. Many of them. Amen. They left God. And now a powerful, timely message. Amen. And it's only the beginning, as the Bible said, only the beginning of sorrow. Amen. And then the God is warning us. It's up to us to take heed to that warning. Amen. It's up to us to take heed. Amen. In many areas, we're not going to be looking at a whole big flock of people and a lot of church people. And uh, see, Owen, Iran, Iran has one of the fastest growing churches right now, but they cannot stand out. And proclaim the gospel. Amen. They cannot because their life are at stake. They over there, they don't play. Over here, they can come over here and they can say this and say that. But over there, they will kill them. Amen. And America is not exempt. America is not exempt. Amen. And and be careful as you spoke of the smoke screen. The uh I'm, I'm seeing one now there in uh, Spokane, Washington, a big protest going on. And they want the people, the, the, they say Black Lives Matter. They want the white people to give up their home, give their home to the black people now. That is so crazy. Who do you think going to give up their home? As part of their reparations package. Mm -hmm. No. It's not going to happen. And then, uh, then I jump down to the eighth verse, and, I'm, and we're done. It says, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. The next verse, you know, part of that same verse, that's the sixth verse I'm reading. But the law, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. You hear that? Lawlessness. It's already running rampant in our streets and all. This is the kind of calling right, wrong, wrong is right. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Amen. Listen to the word. Take heed to the word. People can say that all of this and that, but it's not even about racism. It's not about it at all. It's not about black and white. Those are just distractions because pretty soon you're going to go to the bank and you're not going to be able to make no withdrawal. Hear me good. You're not going to be able to because our money is going to be obsolete. Amen. Things going to happen. The one world government is coming in. You know, they talk about something the church cannot afford to sleep in these day and time. Amen. 
we're so grateful for that message. And Daniels, we thank God for you. We thank God for each and every one. We thank God for those who the Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Where are you? Amen. Where are you when these things are happening? Amen. And you can't afford to take sides. It's three sides. It's his side, her side, and Jesus. I want to be on the Lord's side. Amen. So we're so grateful for all of you. We thank God. Let us keep doing. Amen. Let us keep reaching out outside our comfort zone. We are the church. Amen. We are the body of Christ. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. There are people walking by us that are hurting, that need Jesus. Amen. Be ready to give an answer to hope that lies in you. Amen. We are so grateful for such a time. We thank God for the service. Amen. Thank God for those who join. Amen. Do not discourage. Amen. We sing old song, what you going to do when the world's on fire? Amen. You can't hide. Amen. So we are getting ready. Amen. Jesus is coming. Our redemption draws nigh. Amen. They're going to be a great falling away. And look around you. It's happening. It's happening. So let us be encouraged. Let us take courage. And let us keep on keeping on. I just want to say and give uh, this shout out to uh, Isona Say. Is this is our last Sunday for a while. I want to... Uh, I want us to pray for her. I want us to lift her up and it's on to say, would you have would you like to have a few words before you uh before we log out? Is she there? Do you wanna have some words? You want to have a word? He said, pray. Father, we are so grateful for your son to say. We bless her. We thank God for using her here in Azusa House Fellowship. God, we pray for a spirit of encouragement. We pray, oh God, for that you would use her there in Geneva. We pray a blessing upon her as she prepared to leave on this week. God, we pray, God, not only for her, but for her roommate as well. I pray, God, that you will be with them both. God, that you will let it be a great uh, fellowship, a time, a gathering. Oh, God, I pray for your safety, protection about her. I pray in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I guess you don't have any words. Wait. I'm going to miss all of you guys. Thank you for everything and all the things that you helped me get from my college and the party that we had for graduation. Amen. Amen. We're going to miss you too. That's why I asked you this morning to pray because I said this will be our last time to be able to have you as part of the service for a moment, you know, so that's why I said, okay, let me. Ask the son today if she will participate this morning. 
Gonna miss you. Gonna miss you. But I know we'll see you again soon. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Let me see if Sister K has anything. Sister K, do you have anything for her? Jay said hello too, and she's going to miss you. Okay, I'm going to miss all of you guys. Thank you. Sister K, did you have anything as we close out? Amen. We'll have, it's on the say that give her a call. Amen. Go ahead and close us out, Chaplain Daniel. Well, all hearts and minds together. That's oh. I'm saying. This is a hard close out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Father, as we thank you, I pray that the word that was sent today, that thank you for using me, just using me to, to serve your word. Father, not deliver, but just to serve. But I pray that it did resonate with some and that it will give some others something to think of. But as we now come to a close, I pray that now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and yeah. to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. Present us. Yes, present us. Faultless. Faultless Father, I thank you, Father, before your presence of the glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. May the church say, Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless you all. Thank you. Let us keep praying. God bless. Amen. Have God a bless. blessed evening. Bye bye. Mama CJ say God bless. Bye. God bless you, Mama CJ. Bye bye, Sister K. Amen. Bye bye. Bye. bye.